Ahoy! Welcome to another episode of Bottom of the Stream. My name is Adam. I am Nick, and you join us on our streamboat as we are on our endless mission to find hidden gems at the bottom of Netflix. Yeah, and we do alright with it, don't we? I mean, we didn't Hi. last week. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's not focus on on last week's movie. Um, it was hidden, because... but I wouldn't call it a gem. No, it can remain hidden. I mean, go back and listen, if you're not, to our episodes <laughs> last week uh, on a movie called Aerials, which I enjoyed talking about far much more than I enjoyed watching. <laughs> Definitely. I listened to the episode back, actually, and I really enjoyed listening to it again. But yeah, that's, that's not a good film, that one. How are you, anyway? Yeah, that was one for the for the books, that was. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Good week? I mean, it's all right. I haven't really got anything exciting to tell you, just uh, <laughs> mostly being... Uh, Working, being at home, teaching children, my own yeah. children. Not just, I'm not just randomly. Uh, <laughs> You've got a new job. <laughs> dispensing advice. Taking them all on. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we uh, managed to squeeze in a movie as well for this show. So yeah, yeah, it's all right. How about you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all, really. Considering all things considered, the way the world is, we've got a new president in America. That's good news. Yes, I've got some news related to that. Oh, good. <laughs> in our new section. <laughs> Of going current good. affairs, a bit. Uh, I would say roving reporter, but we're not allowed to rove. <laughs> That's true. There's no roving going on; just lots of reporting. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do you want to get straight into the news section then? Yeah, sure. There's no point holding it up, is there? Right. Have you got any Netflix news? I have. Yeah. Cool. What so is it? I've got. I've got two prison-based news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. Going on a theme. So Netflix star Joe Exotic. Oh yes, is still I saw in, this. Is, st- is still in prison. <laughs> Yes, he is. He's uh, not going anywhere for quite some time now, by the looks of it. So, I, d- I don't know if you saw this, but um, obviously, um, the piss-eyed tango monster, who's just left <laughs> office, um, gave a load of pardons on his, on his last day before before he left the White House. And Joe Exotic was not among them, even though he had uh, vociferously campaigned, I think you would say. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw this in the news, but there was like a ridiculous stretch limo parked outside his lawyer's offices yeah. for like 24 hours, ready to go and collect him. Allegedly, there was like a hairstylist in the back. <laughs> and the plan was to sort of, if he'd have got pardoned, shuffle him out of prison. They'd have, they'd have pimped him up in the back of the uh, limo and then took him straight to a press conference. That's madness. Imagine but it didn't happen. Half of me really wishes it had have, just to have seen that. What happened next with Joe Exotic? It's just, I'm, I'm, I mean, the man deserves to be in prison, and he is in there for a reason. But well, I mean, he 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 released a, a statement the following day saying he the reason he's not been pardoned, he's disappointed he's not been pardoned, and in fact he's too innocent. Too and innocent. That's why he wasn't pardoned. <laughs> he was too innocent of all those things that we actually saw in that documentary i.e animal cruelty and plotting to kill a woman <laughs> too innocent that's a great phrase it's all on tape mate you know <laughs> yeah yeah it did make me laugh apparently um the rumors were going around on the day that netflix had funded it all but i don't know how true that was i'm I, not sure about that one <laughs> i think something is in the works with netflix as like a follow-up to tiger king because every time something happens with any of those characters it ends up in the news and it just makes me wonder if netflix are not leaking stuff to the news to make a 
follow up because because it, what's it lost all his tigers the same day didn't he um jeff Lowe. oh jeff he had, Lowe. To, he had yeah. to give them all up to the government on the same day that joe exotic would have got out of prison that just seemed a bit too coincidental do you think there's a it, there's already a sort of undercover Netflix crew following all these guys around. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> all these films that are being made need an ending. You can't just have your main character go to prison at well, the end. <laughs> none of them are on Netflix, though, are they? Are no, they? no. So you got to think they're going to want more of that pie. Definitely. Netflix will want more out of Tiger King, 100%. Hmm. So it's, it's interesting to see if they... Long term, I think we'll find out, but it's interesting to see if they're behind any of this. Ah. Good conspiracy theory, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. What's your <laughs> other bit of prison gossip? So I kind of this has kind of bypassed me over the last uh, week or so, but I, I really like this show and the new series of World's Toughest Prisons has dropped on Netflix. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, which is presented by uh, Raphael, Raphael Rowe, who's a, a, a really great presenter. He's an ex-con himself. He was wrongly imprisoned, British guy, um, and. Yeah, there's four or five new episodes that have dropped. Not watched any of them yet, but if they're as good as sort of the previous ones, then I would highly recommend it. Excellent. I've never checked any of them out. I will definitely do that. So do I think the, I think there's about before this one. I think there's four seasons. Right. He's he's but the first season it was on Channel Five and he didn't present it. Okay. Um, it was someone else and he's nowhere near as good. Uh, because I can't remember the guy's name. He's an Irish guy, but I think he was a journalist as opposed to an ex-con. Right. And you just don't, you just don't buy it. We we only watched like one of them, but the the ones that Raphael Rowe presents quite. Um, yeah, you meet some characters. <laughs> I do like that sort of to thing. say I'll the least. Um, you know, when he's he's sitting sort of surrounded by shit and gangsters <laughs> in like Honduras or something, it's like whoa. Yeah, it must be a scary <laughs> job. That's not an easy job to do that. Cool. Yeah, goes, I can't remember which. What? 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 You went surprised. Did I? Or did no. you say, I no, it no, sounded I just... like you said. It sounded like you said "ooh," but I think you might have said "cool." And I just said "cool." Off. Yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you'd gone a bit like "ooh." Uh, John, yeah, <laughs> John Inman. Got John Inman on you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my prison news. Good prison news. Shall I do a bit of news? Yeah, go on. But it's not really news. Well, it is. It's not really news. It's an article that I've read this week. Um, okay. You know, I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. David Benioff? And yes. D.B. Wise, who are the writers of Game of Thrones. Sure. Just after Game of Thrones, they got signed by Netflix. You remember? They did, yeah. Yep. Well, Netflix have now released... Well, Netflix haven't released any details, but there's details emerging of the projects that they're currently working on. Okay. And according to this article I've read, there's four in currently in progress, all at the right. same time. Um, there's only one that's been officially announced by Netflix, which is a TV show called The Chair, which, funnily enough, is going to star Sandra Oh, who is a Netflix <laughs> uh, Bottom of the Stream alum. And oh. also Jay Duplass, who is Mark Duplass's brother. Yeah. It's about, an, about it centers around the chair of an English department at a major English university. And it's a TV show. Uh, Amanda Peet okay. and Anna Julia Wyman are also writing it and producing it and Bernie Caulfield is attached as a producer. That's the only one that's officially been announced. They're also working on a film, which is called Metal Lords, okay. um, which is due to begin filming early this year. So it's not even been filmed yet. And that's a teen comedy music drama coming of age story of two boys. Oh, as in heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was picturing like a, um, 
you know, like blown away that <laughs> reality show. No, I was just like a, a blacksmith type. <laughs> Metal Lord is a great name. You for are that the weakest show. blacksmith. Get out. That's a great name for a blacksmith in reality show. Metal Lords. Right, no one steal that idea. I'm yeah. getting on it. Copyright. What's the date? 21st of January. Uh, yeah, it's a teen comedy music drama coming of age story of two boys who are obsessed with heavy metal and their mission to beat the popular kids in the band, the school's band competition. Cool. So they're attached as the writers of that. Um, there's also another TV series coming with those two attached, which is called The Free Body Problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is based on a novel by a Chinese author called Liu Sixin. I, don't, I highly doubt that's how you pronounce his name. And Alexander Wu is joining the writing team as well. Um, with Brad Pitt and Ryan Johnson as executive producers. Oh, excellent. Um, the official logline for this series is the story of humanity's first contact with an alien civilization set against the backdrop of China's cultural revolution. A secret military project sends signals into space to establish contact with aliens. An alien civilization on the brink of destruction captures a signal and plans to invade Earth. Meanwhile on Earth, different camps start forming, planning to enter, either welcome the superior beings and help them to take over a world seen as corrupt, or to fight against the invasion. The result is a science fiction masterpiece of enormous scope and vision. The word masterpiece is used there. And yeah. They've not even started writing it yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's, that's an ego, isn't it? it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And finally, there's no information on this, but they've also got a, we don't even know if this is a TV series or a film, but it's called The Overstory. And it's based on the a novel by Richard Powers with the same the novel's got the same name, and that is also in the works at Netflix. But apparently, it's Netflix co CEO's Reed Hastings' favourite novel. All right, okay. So he's going to want to put some yeah. money behind that. Just, uh, just knock all that out, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I saw um, that earlier. I thought it was quite interesting that those two had got quite a lot of work on at the minute. It is interesting because if if memory serves me correctly, they turned down a they had um, a couple of deals on the on the table. One being a deal from Netflix, and the other being go and make your own Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> didn't that get taken away from them? Oh, did it? I, I can't think, remember which I think way around. After it the disaster of the last season of Game of Thrones, I think they lost that. They basically admitted, didn't they, that they'd basically they'd, fudged um, Game of Thrones to write this yeah, Star Wars they'd, trilogy. They got so far with Game of Thrones, and then just ah. <laughs> can't really be asked with putting our all into this. <laughs> I saw that article on on Reddit earlier today, and the very first comment underneath was "Nope, the North remembers." And I just thought that's really, <laughs> really good. They've got a lot of a uh, lot of work to do to win back any sort of fans. Those two, but it'd be interesting to see what they can come up with. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of release dates newses. Do you want those? Okay. Yeah. Snowpierce is coming back. Awesome. Very, very soon. What date does this episode come out? Twenty fifth. Yes. It's coming tomorrow. It's coming on the 26th first episode. And then we'll air weekly, the same as it did last year. All the way through until March the 30th. Excellent. So that's come in. And also Bridgerton has just been renewed for a season two. I did see that. That's been announced today. But there's um, no release date for that as of yet. Yeah, just don't watch that one with your grandma. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I won't. There's, there's one episode, I think it's five or six, and it is just wall to wall. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> As you would say, doing the naughty. Oh, really? Sexy yeah. times. Yeah. It's, I've noticed it's in it's in and around, the, it's been in and around the top ten, well, the top two or three since it came out. Well, I have a bit of news. Okay. That followed in quite <laughs> on, nicely. On a, um, a, a bit of a uh, link to that, because Netflix have said that their their new release, the French D 
detective show, Lupa, yeah. um, is projected to have more views in its first month than Bridgerton. Really? That's surprising. And yeah. The Queen's Gambit. And The Queen's Gambit? Yep. Wow. Uh, they are claiming it is a super smash. That's craziness. Uh, I've added that to my great. list, actually. It looks great. I've yeah, added so it to my I. list. I'm so have I going to get there at some point. I did about three or four TV shows, foreign TV shows actually. There's a couple that have uh, come out recently that look quite interesting. I've, I cannot remember what any of the others are called. But yeah, I've added like three or four foreign TV shows, so definitely going to get a bit more multicultural in 2021, I think. Like it, like it. <laughs> Talking of... Uh, the theme theme for this episode. Are you done with news? Yes. Cool. <laughs> have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Um, I've only, only watched a couple of things, uh, really, because I've still been watching Psych, which I mentioned last week. Oh, yeah. So, um, I've also finally started the so most recent season on Netflix. Yes, I think it is the most recent season of Better Call Saul. So, oh, right, okay. I'm now only, like, I'm nearly up to date. Well, I will be at the end of this season. So. It's a really good uh, season, that is. I really enjoyed that yeah. season of that show. Um. Yeah, so I've been watching that. And then the other thing for me, last weekend, I watched the first two episodes on Disney Plus of WandaVision. Oh, I watched that as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, I watched it I a did, couple I of nights ago. It. Yeah. What do well, you think? Uh, right, so I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved how they are just all in on this sitcom sitcom gimmick. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think it will be even better once you've... You've got the whole thing. When you know I, what's going on. I, I, I just feel, yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? And I know we've been talking about this in the Discord this week. Yeah. The whole sort of binging versus weekly release. And yeah. I, I just don't think it's fair that this has had not the best reviews because people are like, well, it's inaccessible, it's difficult to follow, I don't know what's going on. I think that's just because people are too used to being able to watch the whole thing in two it's, days. I, I completely agree. It's been written for binging, but has not been released as a bingeable show. And that is going to get it negative reviews, I think, unfortunately. Uh, and I've, But I, I have high hopes it is all going to tie together. And, yeah, I'm sure it will. You know, essentially from the very, without getting too spoilery, the, the, the few hints we've got is that you've got a sort of, horror mystery underlying the whole thing haven't you yeah definitely and that's as much detail as i'll go into because <laughs> yeah. i know people wouldn't have necessarily had the chance to watch it but yeah I, i'm definitely intrigued i got to the end of the first episode and i was like well that was awesome what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the only way i can describe it it was like that was fucking brilliant i don't know what the fuck it was but it was brilliant and i didn't know if i'd feel that because i am too young and not american <laughs> enough to have ever watched the dick van dyke show yeah uh which is, you know, what the first first episode is an homage to. Yeah. The second episode is an homage to Bewitched, which I can remember watching on occasionally when I was very young, yeah. but not really in detail. So especially when they get into sort of 80s and 90s, I'm really interested to see what they do. Yeah, so. it's, it's an interesting theme they've got going on. I'm, I'm intrigued. When does the next one come out? I think it's, I think it's Fridays. Is it? Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, if you've got Disney yeah. Plus, check out WandaVision. Yeah, because uh, you're starved of Marvel content. You know, it's been nearly two years since a Marvel film came out. I know, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy times. Absolutely. When at one point they were coming out every three days, it felt like, and now, <laughs> now they're coming out every two years. It's just madness. I re- was reading today. Apparently, Black Widow is going to get delayed again. Yeah, they did not want to put that on Disney Plus. They they won that as a. I I think they want it to entice people back into cinemas personally, but I mean that I. <laughs> 
I don't think that's in the light of day before. I think you're talking late summer. Yeah, I would. If, yeah. if you're lucky. Agreed. If not more sort of uh, autumn. Yeah, I would we'll maybe see. even go winter. Cool. Anything else you've been watching? Or is that it? Uh, that's that's me for watches. How about you? I've started. Well, I've watched the first two episodes of Night Stalker. Oh, yeah. Which is Netflix's latest true crime documentary yeah. series. Um, I've only seen two episodes, so I can't really comment on how good it is yet. Uh, but they do not hold back on showing you the crime scene photos. I will tell you that okay. much. There okay. is some gruesome shit in that episode, that, that show. It's it's a mad story. I've obviously been from this country. I've never heard of it before. But to have a serial killer who has no motive and no kind of, he'll just go after anybody. It's seemingly at random. It's the policemen who were they they're interviewing. They're like, we had no clue what was going on. He did. Wow. He did three people in three days, and there were no yeah. connections. There were not. They were not the same age. They're not the same type of person. He raped a couple and he didn't rape one. He robbed one and didn't rape the other one. He, he had no MO at all. Yeah. It was just seemingly at random. And the only thing that ties all the crime scenes together is his shoe print. Okay. And But other than that, they wouldn't have even thought it was the same character, same person. But, wow. So I'm intrigued to see where it's going, but I have, like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes. So Yeah, I've seen the trailer. It keeps popping up. I would like to would like to get to that. Looks, it's uh, looks it's gruesome, though. They, they do not hold back on showing you those crime scene photos. Sure. <laughs> they literally put sure. a little bit of tape over the Pearson's eyes and then you just see everything else. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I don't know how many of those. I think there's five or six. Cool. Uh, I'll uh, I'll have that finished by next week, so I'll let you know what I thought in next week's episode. Excellent. That's all I've been watching because I finished season one of Dexter. Oh, I got good. to the end of the first season. So did um, you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. It was I remembered a lot of the first season. Yeah, it was really really good. The guy, the guy who plays the Ice Truck Killer is so good in it. Yeah, it's a shame he could never come back. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're fine with that one. Spoiler alert for a 16 year old TV show. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to move straight on to season two, I think. I also started watching Good. a sitcom on Sky called uh, Breeders. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, okay. Funnily enough, it's Daisy Haggard again, which was oh, really? what, made, what, what made me watch it because <laughs> I'm like, well, I've seen all of her other sitcoms in the last few weeks. I might as well start this one. Um, yeah. It's not great. It's all right. I've seen three episodes. It's her and Martin Freeman. And they, oh, right, they okay. play parents of two children and it's basically just their lives of how they hate being parents and how sure. annoying kids are. <laughs> but it's all right. It's, I probably will watch the rest of it just because it's easy to just watch when you want to put a half an hour show on. But You're it's, halfway it's, through it now. You may as well. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing on Uncle or on uh, Back to Life. We'll see. We'll see if I stick with it. Good. Cool. That's it. That's all my watches and all my news. Excellent. So... I mean, we could talk about this movie, but we've not played a game for a couple of weeks. That is true. We uh, have not played a game for a while. Bottom of the Burrito, I think, was the last game, wasn't it? I don't think we've done one this yes, year. Yes, it probably was. Your Christmas one. Yeah. Uh, your Christmas episode, as in you, the listener, not you, you. <laughs> well, technically That's, it was uh, my Christmas episode you as can, well. <laughs> you, can, you can change that. Um, <laughs> yes, I have I have prepared a game. Excellent. So, obviously, this week uh, we are watching a movie called A Silent Voice, Yep. Uh, which is a Japanese anime film. So I have prepared a game in which I will give you five movie titles and you just have to tell me, are they anime or shamame? <laughs> shamame, okay. I like shamame. <laughs> I, I, I'm slightly leading you astray there because they are all real movies. Okay. But they are not all anime movies. Oh, wow. This is going to be tough. <laughs> Let's see how you do. I literally have only ever watched two anime movies and they've both been on this show now. 
So yeah, well, they're not on this list. So. Oh God. Yeah, it's not my uh, not my area of expertise. Anime. I'll get into that more in the episode, okay. I guess. Well, you might learn something then. So, <laughs> are you ready? Yes, more than ready. Okay, the first one. Anime or shamane? I want to eat your pancreas. <laughs> there's a movie out. You're telling me there's a movie out there called "I Want to Eat Your Pancreas," and it may or may not yes. be anime. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That is the game. <laughs> I want to eat your pancreas, but I don't think that's an anime. I think it sounds like a B-movie horror movie. So I'm going shamame. It's anime. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a I tell you, <laughs> Would you like the synopsis? Of course I would. I Want to Eat Your Pancreas is an incredibly moving, well-made film about a reclusive boy who becomes close to his popular classmate after learning she has a terminal pancreatic disease. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. That is not what I was expecting at all. So he wants to so, eat it to cure her from that? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Isn't Japan weird? <laughs> I um, think I can say that because no, it yeah. is a truth. It's not like, That's not racist. It's just true. Right. Right, you ready for the next one? More than ready. Cat shit one. <laughs> Cat shit one? Yeah. I think the noise um, suppression is cancelling your laughter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm laughing. Um, Cat shit one. I know there's a lot of anime that put a one at the end of their stuff and numbers at the end, so I'm going to go anime. Correct. Because that indicates that there's more than one cat shit film. It is. A, a gritty tale about an Iranian hostage crisis, except the SWAT team are all anthropomorphic bunnies. <laughs> Japan's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I, yeah, I'm, I'll accept I'm up that. for watching that one, <laughs> to be honest. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, you're doing all right. So uh, one all. Right, okay. Next one. Yeah. The end of the world in our usual bed in a night full of rain. That's definitely an anime. It's Shamame. It's Shamame? Yeah. <laughs> what is it then? That's an Italian movie. Uh, again, uh, it's Julie Christie. It's a, it's, a, it's a romance. Really? What's it called again? Uh, the End of the World in Our Usual Bed in a Night Full of Rain. Wow. That's dark, man. I, I'm not going to try and read the Italian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a... That's, that's a... Uh, translation of the title okay cool uh i can't remember how many i've done now that three, three that's three it's two one to two left not me i'm losing okay so number four those magnificent men in their flying machines or how i flew from london to paris in 25 hours 11 minutes something tells me i've heard of that that when you said that that rang a bell oh that's interesting because if that's ringing a bell then it's probably not i'm an i'm an um, because I don't know anime. Shamame. Correct. What is it? It is just known, usually it is just known as the Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines. It's a 1960s British film. Right. And, uh, and I'm pre- pretty sure you will have seen it on like Channel 4 yeah, on a it, Saturday. It or rings someday. a bell with me, definitely. But its official title is a lot longer, <laughs> um, which I didn't know. So I, I, do, I do can remember seeing that film when I'm. Uh, yeah, you know, it, do, it did ring. When you, as soon as you ago. said it, it rang a bell. So cool. So it's a draw. So this is the decider. Yeah. Go on. Um, good luck. <laughs> I've been trying to practice this one. Oh, okay. 
So good the, luck. The, fi- the final one. Yeah. Bo. Right, you ready? Yes. Bo 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 bo. Bo 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 bo. Yeah. Um, that's got to be an anime. I think you left a bow out. Did I? <laughs> bo 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 bo. Bo 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 bo. Sound like fucking Teletubbies. Bo 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 bo. Anime. Correct. Yes. Well done. Thank you. What's that? What's that one about? Um, it is an anime where the protagonist fights evildoers with his nose hair to protect the innocence of the world from having their own hair and therefore their power stolen from them. <laughs> Obviously, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I, I I don't know how you didn't didn't guess that. To be honest, that's mad. Um, wow. I will put a I will put a picture of. Bo 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 in the Discord. Well, maybe we'll get all five movie posters and see if we can put them on Instagram or something or sure. Discord or something. Well done, thank you. I'm quite proud of myself. Movies are weird. Movie titles are weird. <laughs> yeah. <They're... laughs> yeah. Bizarre. Shall we? Uh, shall we move on? Let's let's do that. Shall we talk about this week's film? Yes, please. Okay, this week, Ross Cook played his wild card. Every season, every member of our Patreon team and both me and Nick get a wild card. Uh, basically, that means that you can bypass the randomizer and pick a film that uh, we're going to watch for the week. And Ross Cook, our famous Patreon and... Famous Patreon? Famous Patreon! And artwork collaborator, chose A Silent Voice, which, as Nick's just mentioned, is a Japanese anime film. It's from 2016. It is a 12A, uh, runs for 2 hours and 10 minutes, and it's currently rated at 8.1 on IMDb, which is tied as the highest rated film we've done on this show so far. Any idea, Interesting. Any ideas what it's tied with? I will take a punt at the Dawn Wall. Correct. 2 hours and 10, do you think we've done a film that long before? I was thinking about this. I remember Animal World was I can't remember the longest long. film we've done. I should have looked it up, but I think this is one of the longest films. It's definitely one of the longest films we've done. Yeah, 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 it is. It is, yeah. Also, interestingly, this is number 246 on IMDb's top-rated movies list. Well, whatever. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Which indicates to me that it may not be bottom of the stream. (laughs) (laughs) But as we said, the very first episode of this show, the only rule, real rule is that me and you have not heard of it. Correct. So, and I certainly hadn't heard of it. Had you heard of it? I I certainly had not, no. Okay. So that's mainly probably because neither of us are really into anime. That's the rules. Them's the rules, I guess. I mean, I th- I think if you're an anime fan, you're probably aware of it. Yeah. Um, but if not, you're not. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And it isn't traditional anime because it, it's not sci-fi. And I think a lot of anime films are sci-fi films. I'm going to sound like a real nugget during this episode because I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll put it out there now. <laughs> I think most anime that I'm certainly aware of is sci-fi, and this isn't, uh, even slightly. Sorry, I'm still laughing at Nugget. I've not heard that for years. <laughs> sorry. I don't know where that came from, either. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to run through the cast. Um, this is not. This is also the first animated film we've done. I mean, Ganso was, but that was a major, major, mainly CGI. 
this is yes. this isn't this is a proper animated film and I think this is the first animated film we've done uh, traditional animation yes. yeah I would say so. agreed so obviously it's going to be quite difficult to do the cast list because obviously there's a Japanese version of this and there's an English version of this the English dub instantly is really good I was very impressed with the English dub um, so I'll read you the Japanese yeah. actors names out Sure. I've we've not heard their voices or seen them or anything, so <laughs> they are definitely. Well, I did a little bit because I I switched a little bit between. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, but mo- mostly I accidentally, uh, uh, and then carried on for the rest of it. Um, I had both the English dub and the subtitles on. Oh, okay. I, so I went a bit meta because I I kind of hadn't occurred to me that you could do that. And um, <laughs> what made it is fair to it is fair to say we well, no. Well, I'd, what made me do it? What made you not watch it? Because you usually watch it in the native language. What made you not? Uh, so, b- basically, because I didn't know if I would get two hours straight at watching this movie, <laughs> I, I I split it into a couple of sections. So, when I, I started watching it, um, I, I was I was kind of also trying to finish something else off. So, right. so I went with the English dub. Fair enough. Um, and then I switched back to Japanese a bit later on. Um and then I never really turned the subtitles off. Fair enough. <laughs> so why not? I had, do you? I had, oh, I had English and subtitles on at the start, um, and they didn't really uh, match. Yeah, when <laughs> when Ross sent me the message to play his wildcard, he did warn me that the sub, the Japanese dub and the English dub is not the same thing. Um, apparently, even some the, of the character names are different. Well, no. This so it what what's happened is that in the in the subtitles. Mostly the characters seem to be referred to by their surname, uh, okay. but in the dub they are referred to by their Christian name, um, and that's that's where the confusion. the confusion. So we, I guess we were lucky then that we uh, both watched the English dub because if we'd have had different yeah. names for all the characters, which are confusing enough as it is, which we'll come to, that would have been a lot more confusing as an ep- for an episode. Um, sure. Anyway, so the main character in this show is called Shoya. I've got four actors who played Shoya, so just bear with me a second. Japanese child actor Mayu Matsuka played him as a child. As an adult, it was Mayu Irono. I'm going to butcher all of these names. I apologise, I always do. And then in the English dub, the child was called Ryan Shanahan, and the adult was called Robbie Damond. It's funny that you're better at reading the Japanese (laughs) names than the English names. I've written them quite small on my page, so apologies if I've... uh, butchered any of that um the second character in the film main character in the film is called shoko um in japan she was played by sayori hayami hayami and in the english version was played by a lady called lexi cowden who shoko is a deaf character and lindsay Cow- Liz- lexi cowden is also deaf oh cool so she was played by a deaf lady in the english dub the japanese lady isn't um they're, they're the main two characters they're the only two i really want because there were so many different names i only went with those two um, there are. Oh, they're, 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 this is a story about those two people, so that, I thought that's what I'd do. Um, directed by Naoka Yamada, and written by Raiko Yoshida, who wrote the screenplay. It's based on Yoshiki's Ayami's manga, which is called Ko no Katachi. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I texted you last night. I was like, I don't want to do it, and you were like, let's just do it. So we did. <laughs> Um, where does this film start, Nick? Uh, a fish pond. <laughs> Correct. It does indeed. <laughs> There's a lonely man. That's what I've put. Yeah. <laughs> a lonely man quits his job. Yeah. He sells all his stuff. Yeah. He leaves money to a girl. Correct. 
I don't know who any of these people are at this stage. <laughs> no, none of us. In do. a little envelope. Yeah. And then he goes to commit suicide. Yeah. This and starts off the he way nearly... he needs to go on this film. <laughs> he he goes to a bridge and he um he nearly jumps off it. Yeah. But he doesn't. That's your opening. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't jump off it. He he sees some kids playing underneath the bridge and it kind of talks himself out of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, did... It gives him some memories, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, own... kind of. Childhood. Gives him a bit of a flashback. Did you notice the title card for the film when that came up? Uh, yes, this is called uh, something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not called a silent voice on its title card. It's called. So it's yeah, it's the the card both at the start and the end of this movie um, titles it as the shape of voice. Yeah, which I think I prefer that. Yeah, me too. I think <laughs> I didn't really understand why it was called a silent voice. If I'm honest, a shape of voice is it doesn't make any sense, but it's quite a fun fun title, I guess. Um, we come out of the title card and the Who start playing. Yeah. Which t- took me by surprise really, a little bit. Really took me aback because I wasn't expecting like, yeah, yeah, such a familiar tune to start playing. Yeah, my generation um, was playing. Uh, Pink Townsend, incidentally, is also deaf in one ear. Ah, yeah. So maybe is. that's, that's maybe that's why. And that plays over the credits, which play at the beginning of the film. And the credits is basically a montage of three young boys all getting into trouble and just being lads and playing about. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Shoya. Um, he's the main guy in this film. And he is in school. And he's sitting in his class. He looks very bored. And his teacher, who also looks very bored, all the way through the film, um, introduces the fact that there's a new girl who's joining their class. And this girl is called Shoko. And yeah. she introduces herself. But she introduces herself by notebook. She writes down all the introduction. Because the kids in the class find out at this point that their new classmate is deaf. Right. I'm holding my hands up here. Yeah. Maybe it's because I, like I say, I was, I was trying to get a bit of a head start, and I wasn't quite into this at, for the first few minutes. <laughs> it wasn't until they went to music class in about ten minutes that I twigged she was deaf. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you? Yeah. It definitely said at this point that she was deaf. <laughs> that one's on me. <laughs> That's definitely on you. <laughs> but the kids start giggling and laughing at this straight away. Um, they're, they're not used to it. It's something new to them. They're only, I don't know how old they were supposed to be, but they were young. Um, he kept saying sixth grade and that doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> no, nor me. Um, I would guess 12-ish, 13, that sort of uh, I, time. Yeah, I, I think around 13 because they're they're about 18 later on, aren't they? Yeah. So. Somebody in the class points out that, well, Shoko introduced herself and said she likes to be called Sho. Um, Shoya, who we've already met, also likes to be called show and somebody in the class points out yeah. that they've got the same name and at this point i've written they've got the same name really <laughs> as if this was like not a confusing enough film as it is i mean it's not great for note takers it's really I'll not say. so if we stumble upon it at any point i apologize but the two main characters in this film have the same name but yeah i liked it <laughs> it worked <laughs> because obviously it's uh, yeah it is a bit obvious but it is you know sort of saying that these very different people maybe aren't as different as, <laughs> yeah as they they first assume um yeah it did make it difficult to write notes though. <laughs> it did it was definitely not written for somebody who was going to do a podcast on it four years later for five years later for definite let me just kind of get them hanging out at the school there's a there's a section where the kids are reading like a paragraph each at the out loud 
And the teacher even makes Shoko. I'm so going to fuck up this so much. Shoka? Shoko. 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 <laughs> the, kid, the teacher even makes Shoko do it, even though she's deaf. And Shoyu is mocking her from behind, but obviously she can't hear that. Yeah. Um, and everybody in the class is pretty mean. I mean, this, this was a tough. Um, yeah, it the was. first half hour of this movie was tough. It really was. Because they are horrible to this new girl. Yeah. Apps and and she just wants to be friends. No she just re- wants to yeah. make friends. She she's really sweet. She's and and everyone unreservedly is horrid yeah. to her. They're a bunch of uh, yeah. <laughs> and and it really threw me because I'm like, you know, nothing's built up for this. That they, they are just horrible people. Yeah. yeah, it was tough. It was. It was. T- I, there's nothing worse than bullying. I hate bullying. And yeah. the first half an hour of this film is just a bullying montage. It's it's it horrible. Is. It's really horrible. Because there's the scene. The next scene is Shoyu is hanging around with his lads in the playground. She's got a bit of a. She appears to have a bit of a thing for him early on, uh, because she kind of migrates towards him quite often. And a little bit, he just yeah. wants to. She just wants to be friends. She just wants to make friends with somebody. But he's horrible. He calls her a freak. He throws some stones at her. He chucks a load of dirt in her face at one point. Yeah, they write they write shit on the blackboard, yeah. don't they? The yeah, it's but then he's horrible as well because then when she turns up, he's like, "Oh, I'm just rubbing this." Yeah, who off. wrote that? That's... I don't know who did it, and it's it, just like he literally this just guy finished is doing it. Oh, absolute weasel! <laughs> he really is. Um, the teacher announces the next day that they're going to spend some time learning to sign in the class, learning sign language. However, she says we're going to spend three minutes a day learning sign language. <laughs> <laughs> so even the teachers are not that fussed; they're just doing it because they have to, I guess, and. No, and then we get loads and loads more bullying, don't yeah, we? Yeah, loads of and, it. And, and then it sort of culminates in, you know, everyone in front of the class and the teacher's like, we hear there's been some bullying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you are bad teachers. The teacher at the front of the class, the male teacher I, that they've got, he never takes his head up from his book that he's reading. Yeah. And he's, he just is not interested in teaching that class or teaching those kids anything. Sure. Um, I've written here, even the teacher's a douche. <laughs> and it gets to the stage where Shoya, no, the one of the girls steals her hearing aids from her ears. Yes, and she's really nasty. Yeah, because and she's like, oh, you can hear like this. She's mocking her, and she throws them to Shoya, and Shoya actually throws them out the window. Yeah, and then a bit later on, he goes to do the same thing again, but he, as he pulls them out, he makes her bleed. Yeah, because they're obviously these ones that are attached to her head, I guess. And for that, he gets sent to the office because some of the kids are like, "This is you've gone too far. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but then she apologises to him th- when they meet up later on. She, um, Well, yeah, because she thinks she, feels, she doesn't know what she's done wrong. Yeah. She thinks she's at fault somehow. Yeah, she thinks she's feeling guilty because he got sent to the office. So she apologises to him. Um, and he ends up throwing... Cause this notebook is her lifeline. She can only communicate via this notebook. And he ends up throwing it in the pond. Um, and she goes after it and she goes into the pond to get it. And then I don't know if I missed something here because the next bit, he was in the pond. Yeah. I didn't understand what happened there. So what happened was, uh, I think it was just the timeline just went a bit funky. So she was pushed in the pond, but then we flipped to his viewpoint and he was in the pond. uh, And then it flipped back to the scene in the classroom where basically the teacher was like, right, who's bullying this this girl? Who's bullying Shoko? And all his classmates turned on him. Yeah. So was uh, that, to was that of... supposed to be after this, where they'd all turned on him then? Uh, yeah, I think okay, so. that makes more sense. I just didn't and, get what I was and talking about. So then we, 
so then we saw this scene where basically they all shopped him to save themselves. Yeah. And then we went back to the pond and he was in it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it was just a bit of a funky structure. Yeah, it was. She stopped coming to school at that point. She hadn't been to school because her parents think that she's being bullied. This is what the teachers are saying because they've lost eight. Uh, well, they said. Go on. Yes. Ex- no, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. She's lost eight yeah. pairs of hearing aids in the last five months. So some time's passed as well. And the teacher, because it's the headmaster that's in the class talking like this. And the teacher's like, stand up, show you. It's obviously you. We know it's you. So the teacher calls him out to start with, and then all of his mates sell him out as well. Yeah. And he tries to defend himself. He tries to say, look, it's, it is me, oh, but it isn't just me. Yeah, you're all as guilty as I am. Uh, but they're, they're all, they they all close ranks. They literally turn on him. So he like storms off. And when he gets home, his mum's on the phone, uh, because the school have obviously rang her to tell her. He gets home, he's, he's wet because he's been in this pond. She's like, His mum's like, right, come on, we're going to Shoko's house. Are you going to apologise to her? And then nothing really comes of that. He, um, they do go. She... His mum kind of backs out a little bit, do you think? She doesn't follow through with it. She, she yeah, I, unless it was something that was missed in the dub, but she, yeah, it didn't come across that like she punished him or came down no. on him for, for what he did. She just tells him to be a nicer person from now on. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah. Um, the next day he finds Shoya in a classroom and she's cleaning his desk. She's like, I don't understand why, but she, she was. Um, and he freaks out and they end up having a, Virtually a fist fight. He again. He is horrible. Yeah. To so I think I believe what's happened is someone has graffitied on show's show oh, on Shoya's <laughs> desk, basically saying this guy's a bully. Yeah. And she's trying to clean it off. Right. Okay. Even after everything, everything he's, done. he's done to her, and he's just like, "Get away from my desk! What are you doing?" And they actually get in a fight. Yeah, he again. He is just a fucking piece of work. This yeah. guy. And she she actually bites him at this point. Yeah. To get him off. Um, and then the next day after that, it's announced that she's gone. She's moved to another school. She can't handle it anymore. Yep. Um, and that's where we kind of leave the kids. Because we, at that point, we cut to an older version of Shoya, who is now probably, what, 18, 19? Yep. And this is the uh, sad man that we saw at yes. the start of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. Of ch- All they've done is made the character model bigger. <laughs> not- yeah, he's just got... He's just got a bit lankier. He's just got a bit lankier. He's not, they've not changed the face model much, but they have changed the voice actor. So, And he bumps into her. He finds her. I've written he bumped into her, but he's, it turns out that he's actually tracked her down. Yeah, he's at a sign language school, class yeah. or a school, yeah. Because he's, he's obviously feeling guilty and he's gone to track her down. He's got this notebook. Yeah, he's got, he? this, he old, out the he's pond. got this old notebook from the day when he fished it out of the pond. And he's gone to give it back to her. She, He basically says, look, can we be friends? And she walks away from him. At this point, anyway. And I've written here, and and I, th- I think, I don't think I liked this bit because I don't think it was, I don't think it was good for his character because there's a scene where he, he literally, a light bulb goes on and he realise he's only now realising, oh, all she was looking for five years ago was a friend. Yeah. And he realises it then in that moment. And I was like, I oh, see so you're stupid as well as it's horrible. <laughs> there's all the way through this film, there's, he, he cannot understand her voice. He, he cannot yeah. understand, even to the point where they do become friends, he, he can't understand what she's saying to him, which isn't easy, but that's kind of a theme all the way through. So he kind of misinterprets what she says a lot and that sort of thing Is that because he's not willing to listen? Possibly. Is that Possibly. What, is it, is it, it definitely was when he was a kid. Mean in here? I think <laughs> as an adult, maybe. When he gets home that day, his mum's found his suicide note. Oh, yes. Um, so she, as any good mother would, loses her shit and starts screaming at him and screaming at him. And she's got all the money that he has saved up to pay her back what he owes her. 
yeah. which he left on her pillow at the beginning. Um, and she's like, look, I don't want your fucking money. I'll burn it here and now. Just promise me you won't ki- kill yourself. And as soon as he sees the money about to go up in flames, he freaks out. He's like, no, I promise. I promise I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do it. And then his stupid mum accidentally burns the money anyway. I think it was quite a lot. It was like 1.7 million. million yeah. yeah, I think that's what it said. I've, I, shall I do a... Uh, I don't know how much that do is. Do a Google calculation. In, in English power. I could ask Alexa. Well, I'll race you. Alexa. What's 1.7 million yen in pounds? 1,700,000 Japanese yen is 11,965 pounds and three pence. Wow. How has he oh, got, got that much money? You've got a... <laughs> You've got a better exchange rate than me. <laughs> I've got I've got eleven thousand nine hundred and sixty one pounds and ninety six pence. Wow! How has he saved that amount of money up? Just he sold something, didn't he? Did he sell a car or something? I think he sold basically all his belongings, didn't he? he so did. like all his all his games. Was, yeah, his, there was something uh, big that he sold. I remember his mum saying, but I can't yeah. remember what it was. But she accidentally sets fire to it. Yeah, she sort of comically burns it accidentally. So imagine setting fire to twelve grand. Oh, that'd make me want to kill myself. It wasn't that big an envelope. <laughs> it wasn't, um, that's true. From now on, from this moment, yeah. uh, Shoyo has got a voiceover for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting <laughs> to introduce that at this point. Yeah. There you go. There you go, yes, because he's now an adult and they can do that, I guess. He reveals at this point that he only went to see Shoko to tie up any loose ends before he killed himself. Yep. Because he was obviously going to kill himself that day. And he's now, he's at college. He's got. A, he's doing some sort of college course and he's become a little bit of a recluse. Oh, he's he's absolutely pushed everyone he's, away. Because yeah. his mates turned on um, him when he was in school. He's kind of he doesn't have friends now. He doesn't get involved with anybody at college. He's a bit of a loner. But that accusation—I don't say accusation—that fact that he is a bully has followed him to this school. Yeah. Uh, some of couple of the people at his new school were at his old school, and um, again, that they are still they're still closed ranks yep this is that guy this is that guy who drove that deaf girl away yeah. this is that guy who made her ears bleed yeah and he is yeah he is very much alone he, to the point where he says he doesn't even look at people's faces anymore he he can't make no. eye contact with people and the film illustrates that in a really nice way i really like this everybody's face in this college has a blue cross on it yeah. because show doesn't know what they talk look like because he doesn't look at them he talks to them he will communicate with them and he goes to class with them but he doesn't talk to, he doesn't look at them so because of that he doesn't know what they look like so they've all got this blue cross on their face and i really like that 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 sticks now for the rest of the film as well most of these characters stick it was with good that. wasn't yeah, it? it was i really like that it really paid off at the end which we'll, we'll yeah talk it does about yeah but yeah it, it was nice yeah uh, later that day his mother apologizes for burning all that money show you hears a guy when he gets to school he hears a guy getting his bike robbed because there's yep. a million bikes in this bike parking lot and he goes up to this guy who's robbing this kid's bike, and he's like, look, take mine. I don't want it. Take my bike instead. Yeah, he's, like, he's just lost everything. Yeah, he's like, I, he's, don't, yeah, I don't really care. He's got no will. And so this guy, this thief, obviously goes, oh, okay, I'll take your bike, no problem. And he never brings it back, obviously. So he steals Shoya's bike. Kid who he f- rescued, I didn't. I do know his name. Tom? Tom? Tomiko? Tom? Tomato? Uh, Tomahero. Tomahero. They become... <laughs> They become friends at this point. Um, Shoyu's having this internal battle about whether he should go back to see Shoko again. He's yeah. not sure. And when he gets to class, his classmates don't let him in the door this time. <laughs> they just no. lock him out of the classroom. So he goes home, basically. And when he gets home, 
the fat kid who is Tomohiro, who I've written the fat kid in my notes all the way through because he was comically fat, has found Shoya's bike and he returns it to him and they become, they have a bit of a chat and as they're talking, this kid's blue cross falls off his face. It does, yeah. And that signifies that they've become friends. They actually like know each, they're going to get to know each other and become friends. And he's, he's definitely, uh, Tomohiro is the uh, comedy relief of this, you know, they get they go and hang out in the food court and he's, He's putting on a sort of Al Capone gangster accent, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? There's a there's a becoming friends montage. Shoya still can't get in to see Shoko no. because he he tries to do it a couple of times and he's he's barred at the door yep. by a a small man, <laughs> a boy, <laughs> a small boy, small boy, yeah, uh, who he presumes is Shoko's boyfriend. Yes, and um, one of my favourite lines in this film, this this person who we don't know yet the name of says. He he shoes show you off, and then Shaker says, "Who was that?" And uh, he, he says, "There was just a rat in the hallway, yeah. a really gross one." <laughs> so this person, obviously, Don't this person, this boyfriend, I guess, knows who Show You is. Obviously, doesn't let him get anywhere near Shoko um, until now, because the <laughs> the fat guy Tamahiro attacks the boyfriend, uh, which yeah. makes Show You run away. But I presume Shoko followed him. Because yeah. they meet up outside, so the two the two sidekicks were were too busy scrapping. <laughs> yeah. and the two, uh, basically, and the two uh, show the two shows got away, and they they have a bit of a chat, don't they? They uh, they meet up on a bridge, which they meet up on this bridge quite often now for the rest of this film. And the boyfriend and the and Tomohiro are spying on them through the lens of the camera. They've got a camera, yeah. and they're kind of spying on them to see what's going on. And it's a bit of a comedy so, scene, isn't it? Sho- They're the two comedy characters at this point, anyway. Yeah, Sh- Shoko's inverted commas boyfriend is an aspiring photographer. Yes. So he's uh, got, got a camera everywhere. So they were kind of high up on a balcony and they're watching down, see what's going on in this car. Why did they just go down there? I don't know. Yeah, they're just trying to spy on what's going on. And basically, Shoya and Shoko are feeding the fish together on this bridge. Sure. And she fetches out this old notebook that Shoya gave back to her. And she tries to read it, but he... He tries to stop her reading it because he doesn't want her to read it in front of him, I guess. Yeah, remember, Re- remember yeah, some of the stuff. Yeah, and they have a bit of a scuffle, and he the book ends up in the river. So she jumps in the river to get this book back, and then he jumps in the river to get her back. So everybody's in the river now, yeah. and they do. They get they eventually get out of the water. She kind of bows to him and then leaves. Her boyfriend has taken great exception to this conversation happening, and he puts something on Twitter in inverted commas. He puts a yeah. picture of Shoyu going into the water. It's forbidden. Yeah, you can't, can't do, do that. that. Not allowed in the river. Which leads to everybody seeing this picture and eventually Shoyu gets suspended from school for a week. So he's stuck at home because apparently you're not even allowed out of the house when you've been suspended from school. <laughs> no. no, because his sister says, go on, I'd take take your niece down the playground. Was it his niece? And I couldn't picture. Says, this, there's a little child. I think and... so. I think he lived with his mum and his sister. Right, okay. And and the little child was his niece, and he's he's told go and take her to the playground, and he says yeah, I'm not supposed to, I'm suspended. Yeah. I didn't know school had that power, <laughs> but uh, you, you never know, do you? Um, so they go to the playground, and he happens by chance to find Shoko's boyfriend yep. hiding in the climbing. Yeah, cave. he kind of asleep in there as well. Yeah, as we, with no shoes. As if he kind of lives there. And they have a bit of a bond in session, don't they? They they have a bit of a chat, and this boyfriend, we don't know his name at this point, admits to putting the picture up on Twitter. 
Yeah. And they kind of bond over it. They they become not friends, but not as enemies as they were. How was that? Because Shoya takes him home and says, you know, come and have dinner with us. You're not sleeping yeah, in this climbing frame. Yeah, because realises that he's living in this climbing frame. And he's like, come home, yeah. come and have some food. Um, my mum will look after you. And he ends up staying the night. But he leaves in the middle of the night. He gets up in the middle of the night. He doesn't, feels a bit uncomfortable living in somebody else's house. And he gets up and he leaves. At this point, he takes a photo of a dead frog. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a bit strange, but it, it is explained later on. And it's explained quite nicely. Ev- everyone in... Everyone in this movie is a very troubled yeah. team. <laughs> That's an understatement. Um, Shoyu realises that he's left in the middle of the night and goes out and follows him. And he explains that, I've, I've run away from home. Shoko doesn't need me anymore. It comes to that. So it's at this point we get a bit of a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up being outside this person's yeah. house. He's, he's kind of headed home. Um, and he says at this point, my name's Yuzuro. Yeah. And... Actually, I am Shoko's little sister. Yeah, younger sister. So not a boyfriend, just just yeah. her protector, her younger sister. And then uh, Shoko and Yuzuro's mum turns up and slaps the shit out of <laughs> she Shoya. Does. She is not a fan of Shoya and she slaps him in the face and, tells, and shouts at him, tells him to leave. So the next day, yep. <laughs> he meets up with him <laughs> yeah. again. So the four of them, uh, there are four characters. I guess these are the four main characters in this film now. Um, yeah, yeah. So you've got Shoya, Shoko, Yuzuro, and Tomohiro. And Shoya decides yep. that he needs to get her phone number because, because he wants to keep in touch with her, I guess, because he wants to be friends with her. Um, but she tells him that she wants to get in touch with some of the other kids from school. Yeah, she she's on a mission for something. Yeah. And the first person that she wants to get hold with is Naoko. Naoka? Yeah. Now, I think I missed something here because my next note says they go on a train ride together. <laughs> yeah so i've put, i've put i think i've missed the same bit because i've put they're on a train ride i'm not sure how this got set up <laughs> she says to show you i want to go i want to meet up with naoka so he takes her on a train i presume they go and meet up with her they do and she so she's the friend who's now got short yeah. hair and she's she's actually changed positively so she has learned herself to sign yeah. and she's really happy to see them yes both. and they talk about boobs <laughs> they do talk about boobs which, for a little bit yeah which embarrasses uh, Shoya, and she she seems happy that they're both yeah that they've made made yeah. friends. Um, and then at the same time, <laughs> this must be a small town because yeah. it just took me a while to figure out how this was all connected. Well, well, Shoya sort of excused himself while these two girls catch yeah. up. Um, he gets given a, a voucher for a club, yeah. but the the girl who gives him this voucher for this meow meow club <laughs> is also. Was in their one, high, one of their, yeah, um, one of their ex classmates, their schoolmates from um, little school, <laughs> elementary school. So, elementary school, yeah. So he's she's the next target, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, so he goes to this meow meow club. Now I was expecting a strip club. Yeah, me too. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't one. It was just a club where you could have some cats sit on you for a bit. It, it was a cat. It was a cat cafe. Yeah, basically, was. But they don't see the girl. No. They don't. She sees him, but he does yes. not see her. No, she she uh, makes herself scarce. Yeah. Later, not too much later, I think it's pretty much the next scene. He does meet up with her. Um, yeah. This is Naoka. Yeah. I'm glad I'm getting these names right. <laughs> um, and she's still a twat. <laughs> Basically, she's horrible all the way. Even at the end, she's horrible. She is chatting away to Shoya and suddenly notices that Shoko is across the road on the other side of the road. So she 
gets excited by this and runs over and she starts picking up where she left off, basically. She, yeah, she tries to pull the hearing yeah, aids out does, again. Yeah, she does, yeah. So you're still a loser. Oh. Yeah, so Shoyu stands up to her. Um, but he basically says, clear off, fuck off, go away. I don't want to be around you. You, I think you've all know this person at school, yep. don't you? You know, she's not at school anymore. She's left early. She's working a, a job in a cat cafe. Well, I, or I don't know someone who does that part, <laughs> but you know, um, and absolutely hanging on to the fact that she was a popular kid at school. Yeah, yeah everybody knows that. Everybody knows that person. That person is in everybody's life. Show you. Defends Shoko, yep. leaps to her defense. Yeah, and they eventually leave, don't they? Um, yeah. Um, so Shoyu, Shoko has made friends with one of the girls, and obviously never wants to speak to one of the other girls again. Um, next day, they meet up, and he accidentally calls her voice weird. Yeah. Um, uh, she Shoko is getting happier. She's put. She is now wearing her hair in a ponytail, yep. um, which. Obviously, I presume she was very self-conscious previously because of her hearing, hearing aids, aids yeah. and things like that. But she seems to have something lifted from her, doesn't she? Yeah, it's because because they're finally friends. She's finally friends with Shoyu. That's how I understood it. She's like, that's what she always wanted. Yeah. And now they're friends. Yeah. She's even brought him a present, which is like three little animals on a stick. <laughs> yeah. And he hadn't got a fucking clue what they were. And she tries to like, explain it to him by talking to him. And he can't understand her voice and he actually he actually says you've got a weird voice which yeah she didn't like he um because what she's actually saying is that she loves him um yeah and he's a moron yeah he is <laughs> because i thought it was pretty clear it was very clear <laughs> because obviously this is maybe a bit of a difficult thing for the filmmakers because they need the audience to know clearly what she has yeah. said but at the same time, but it makes him look completely stupid yeah, because because she clearly says "I love you." Yeah, but but he can't he can't understand her voice. They've they've made that brutally clear all the way through, and he says, "I don't understand what you've said. Your voice is weird." Now she's put her heart on the line. She's put everything down on the table, and he's just called her weird. So obviously she gets very upset by that, and she runs home and she ends up crying on her bed. Show you, I've written here. Show you makes a few more friends because he he opens up to a couple of people at college, doesn't he? One of them, does, one of them yeah. is one of the girls that he used to go to school with at his elementary school, and then she's got like a male friend. Yeah. So, and they've they, they've now kind of got this little yeah, little their their um, blue crosses fall off as well, don't they? And they've got this little yeah. group going on, and they all go to the party together. Everybody's there, and then Nayoka turns up. Who is the bit? The yeah, bit and I was like, well, how, "Why the hell is she?" Turning? Yeah, they go to like it's like is it like a theme park? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. And she turns up because, like you said, it must be a really small town, and she's just there. Nobody wants her there. She's just there, and they go on a roller coaster. Yeah, and it's it's like a montage of show you having fun. Yeah, and the voiceover is like, "Oh my god, what is this? Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Am I allowed to do this?" Yeah. He's and I thought that was quite that was quite affecting. It, actually. it really was because he just beats himself up all the way through about how much of a bastard he was when he was at school, and yeah. he doesn't accept the fact that he can grow from that. I guess, and he's just he just beats himself up all the way through the film. At this point, I want to point out to you the animation of this roller coaster was beautiful. Oh, I love it. Was <laughs> it was like it was it, real. It, it was great. It really was. It it was the best bit of animation in the film, and it just looked there, there was a. 
Well, I, I think there might be a bit near the end, but there was it was definitely there was two standouts and the roller coaster was yeah, one of definitely. them. Yeah. Tom Hero gets jealous at this point because anytime anybody gives Shoya any attention, he gets a bit jealous because he, he's my best mate. You're not allowed to talk to my best mate because he's never had any other friends before, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, live written here, Shoya feels guilty for having fun. And one of his old friends, Shoya's old friends, who abandoned him at the school, works at one of the food stands in the theme parks. Yeah, another popular kid at school who's doing well for himself. <laughs> yeah. um, and Nyoka tricks Shoya into going to this particular food stand because wa- she wants them yeah. to like make up and become... Because they were like the group, weren't they? The three of them. And Nyoka at this point also still has her blue cross. She's the only one now that's still got it yeah, because they're not friends and it signifies that they're not friends. He just He's just tolerating the fact that she's there. And he doesn't... Uh, he tells her yeah, this, though, you know, after, afterwards they're sitting with the food and, and he's like, I don't like you. Yeah, because <laughs> this is where, just after this, we find out, how do I describe this? They go, Nyoka and Shoka go on a Ferris wheel together. She Well, she bullies her on, not in a horrible way, but like after after uh, Shoyu tells Nyoka, I don't like you, she she immediately runs yeah. off, grabs Shoka by the wrist well, and says, come on, this, we're going on this yeah. Ferris, Ferris wheel alone. Um, yeah. In in a compartment, and you, what's the sister called? You, Yuzu, uh, Yuzuro or Yuzu? Yeah, um, she's filming. Well, she's given Shoko something that lets her film it. It must be a phone or something. And she, it's is, camera. It, is it she's, a camera? Because uh, yeah, Yuzuro says, "I'm if you're going on that, I'm going back on the big roller coaster. Can you have? Can you take my okay, camera?" So Shoko must make the decision to film this conversation then. I presume um, so, yeah. Because it's secretly video- they secretly videoed Nyoka, and she is horrible to her on this Ferris wheel again. She, to the point where she even says, I hate you. I've always hated you ever yeah. since I met you. She says, she says, you ruin, you are the reason the group yeah, broke up. you are responsible so for not us this. for bullying you, but if you hadn't have turned up, nothing, nothing yeah. would have happened. Not the fact that, you know, we couldn't discipline ourselves. You know, it's disgusting. It really is. Um, and even... To the point where Shoko says, "I don't hate you. Yeah, I just hate. I just hate myself." I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> this is <Yeah>. heavy." <laughs> because this, we we see this video by the fact that Shoyu is watching it later on at night with Yuzu, because yeah. she yeah. comes around to show him, yeah, doesn't she? And she's like, "Look at this video," and Shoyu just says, "Look, all I want in my life is for Shoko to like herself." And I'm like, "This film is getting deep and heavy now." <laughs> And it's not barely started. <laughs> at this point in the thing, at this, the thing, this point in the film, all of his <laughs> new friends find out that Shoya used to be the guy that bullied Shoko. Yeah, so the the girl who's come with him from the old school, basically, it's history repeating. She tries to save yeah. herself. So she basically throws this him is under the, the guy. bus. She's like, "This is the guy that used to again, uh, yeah, again." They, they used to bully Shoko when we were kids. So Shoya runs off. Later, Mickey is the girl. Uh, she tries to apologise. Yeah. Everybody's back on the bridge. They, she tries to apologise. She's like, I didn't mean to do that. It was just one of those things. And they argue about who was the worst bully. Yeah, and, and, they, all... and they all kind of fall out. Uh, Shoyu gives them all some home truths and tells them... Well, he does. He's, withdra- he's withdrawing again, yeah. isn't he? So so he just absolutely deals out insults to yeah, all of them. He knows you it's know, all his fault. self-centered, you're a horrible yeah, person. Yeah, he says, it's all my fault, but you guys... And then he goes through each one individually. He gives them some more hold. Yeah, he's tearing ter- the group yeah, again. And they all leave. Everybody leaves. Even uh, Tomohiro leaves at this point because he's like, I can't be friends with somebody like you. And we end up with just Shoko and Shoya left. The show is I've written here. 
<laughs> they eventually get end up parting ways and the next day he goes Shoya goes back because Shoko goes to this bridge every day it's just where she hangs out Shoya goes back to see if he can talk to her again and when he gets there he doesn't find her but he finds her sister and she's like crying yeah there's just a, just before that there's a, there's a scene which again this is probably my least favourite part of the movie because it felt a bit forced so you get a you get a really quick scene back at Shoko's house because they live with their mum and their grandma. Yep. And there's, there's a really uh, quick scene of the grandma being cool with Yuzu. It's like doing some schoolwork or something. And um, I, I've literally written, oh, the grand's cool. Oh, no, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, the, we find out that Yuzu was crying at the bridge because the grandma had died. Um, but we'd we'd seen her in two scenes and she'd only spoken in literally the scene before. <laughs> yeah, and... Nothing really comes of it either because they go to. Well, there is they, because when um, when Shoyo meets Yuzu on the bridge, he's like, "Can I walk you anywhere?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he literally walks her to the gates of the yeah. funeral <laughs> on her own. She's like twelve-year-old kid or younger kid, and she's in a school yeah, uniform on a Saturday. And and then again, this was a bit on the nose for me. I I, I thought it was a bit clumsy. So you then get this shot of um, a butterfly, which visits Yuzu and uh, Shoko in turn I'm like yeah I get the whole rebirth thing it's yeah, a butterfly <laughs> it's not very subtle is it she, she's the grandma saying bye to them I just I didn't yeah, need it it was unnecessary it was a layer of schmaltz too much <laughs> I think it didn't add anything but it didn't and it was it was it didn't even need the whole scene didn't need to be there um some time later that some time passes after this I think and they they hang out a few times There's a bit of a montage of them all hanging out and it culminates with them asking him to help make their mum's birthday cake. Uh, now, you've got to remember, because Shoya remembers, that their mum hates him with a passion yeah. of thousands. And so, but he does. He stays. He helps them make the cake. The mum comes in. She makes no bones to the fact that she hates him. But they talk around a little bit. And she they, he eventually ends up staying and eating some cake with them. The mum reveals that she submitted some of Yuzu's photos to a competition, like a photography competition. And then they all decide to go to a fireworks show together. Yeah, we get a montage, don't yeah. we, of, of the shows the hanging shows. out. They do, they go to the cinema, they go to a sculpture park, they do the birthday cake. And then, yeah, there's this big local Fest- fireworks, fireworks festival. festival going on. Um, so they're sitting on the grass watching these fireworks, which, again, were really well animated. Looked really nice. Oh, that was, was the other was really, I was referring yeah. to. Yeah, they yeah they looked yeah, they awesome. Um, but Shoko's like, right, I'm going to go now. Because Yuzu and the mum went off to get some food. And Shoko's like, right, I'm going to go home now. And I'm like, that's a bit weird. Why would you do that? When Yuzu comes back with the food, he's like, oh, she's like, oh, I've forgotten my camera. And she says to show you, will you go home and get my camera? And at this point, I'm like, shit's about to go down here. <laughs> because that that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Any of that, what's just happened, doesn't make any sense. So something's about to change. Do you think, I do you, so my question is at this point, has this movie got enough goodwill at this point to earn that rather flimsy, oh, I've, this, this, kid who's not been without this camera from round her neck at all forgets it to a fireworks show suddenly forgets to take it to a fireworks show and needs him to go home to drive the plot on yeah it did it, it was loose it was very flimsy the fact that shoko just decided I, I she think... was going home halfway through was weird enough and then show <laughs> yeah but we know we know why that was yeah. in a minute but yeah we do but it was just it was all a bit weird and yeah the fact that he needed to go home and get a camera just so he could find out what she's about to do it was a bit flimsy i think it just just about just, scraped past, yeah. but um, 
It doesn't hold <laughs> up, really. When he gets there, he, he's like, oh, I've got the camera. He gets the camera straight away. And he's like, I wonder where I show you it. Shoko is. And then he sees her climbing up onto the balcony. And you're like, ooh, shit is about to go down. And he screams her name. He tries to run after her. He trips over the table on his way. And then a really nice bit of arty animation happens because she's standing on the balcony. We're watching from the inside. And Shoya's on the floor. And he's scrambling to get back up again. Yeah. And the curtain kind of wafts over the window. And when it wafts back again, she's gone. Yeah. Which I thought was really nice. He screams her name. But then the camera cuts down and we see that he's holding her by the arm over the balcony. Um, so yeah. she's like gone. He's grabbed her. So she's, he's she's jumped and he's caught he's her. Say, he, well, yeah, he's grabbed he's her. leaning over the balcony holding her by one arm. He kind of prays. He promises it will be better. He promises he'll be a better person. That if God just gives him this extra bit of strength that he needs to pull her back up, he'll look, start looking and listening to people and be a better person. I did like this bit. I did like this bit because you've seen so many movies where someone's grabbing someone by an arm or a fingertip, and I've always been like, "You wouldn't be strong enough to pull that." Not person. a chance. Um, so he he does pull her back up. She manages to get a hand grip on the bit of the balcony as well. But as he pulls her up, she pulls him over. The weight well, the of weight yeah, shifts. she doesn't yeah, intentionally pull him over. The weight of the weight of him, her, the weight of her pulling herself up, pulls him off the balcony, and he ends up falling off, and he lands in the river, and there's a shitload of blood in the river. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's gone dark. It's gone very dark. In the next scene, the very first line of the next scene is show you out of the ICU. So some more time has passed at this point because he's been <laughs> yeah. in a coma for a while by the sounds of it. We're at the hospital. Shoko's mum meets Shoya's mum for the first time. It's very emotional, <laughs> isn't They're it? They're all crying. Shoya's, Shoko's mum starts bowing to Shoya's mum because he's saved her. Yeah, thanks for saving my he's daughter's saved life. saved her life and, and almost given up his own and, and to, to be, do that. And to be fair, Shoya's mum sort of... She's... You know, you don't need to do that. Yeah, he's, she's like embarrassed by it. Not, not he's not worth it. But you know, he's not. <laughs> he's obviously not without blame. Or everything that he did to your it's, daughter. It's, it's a very emotional know. scene. They're they're both crying. The door, the sisters there as well. Users there. They're all like on the floor crying with each other. Then we cut to Naoki, and she is beating on Shoko. Yes, yeah, she is still an absolute point. <laughs> she really is. She's blaming Shoko for what's happened to Shoya. But she's basically beating her up. Uh, Shoko's not fighting back um, but then her mum comes uh, Shoya's mum that came out uh, I think it was Shoko's, Shoko's mum initially one of the one of the mums beats up on one the of the girl. mums comes out slaps Naoki and breaks up the fight oh no yeah Shou- it's, you're right it's Shoko's mum she comes out slaps Naoki and Naoki starts fighting the mum and then Shoya's mum comes out and breaks up that fight correct <laughs> and there's a load there's more, more crying Shoko's apologising to everybody she's screaming and crying everybody's hysterically crying Shoko is bawling, proper, proper screaming, crying. The friend group kind of reforms at this point. So Mickey turns up, Tomohiro turns up. They all bond a little bit with Shoko. So, yeah, it's done... Because this was quite a long film, I just do question the pacing a little bit. I I I don't know if I wanted more of this section when she was bringing the group back together. Because it was all on Shoko. She's gone out and she goes one by one. Brings them all back. brings them back together and tries... But it's, it's almost glossed over it's done so quickly. Yeah. I think I might change that pacing a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I was going to come to that well, sort of thing at the end, so we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. We're nearly there sure. now. 
so yeah, all the friend groups back together. Naoka's still there as well. She ends up just basically getting ostracized by the rest of the group and she ends up going home. Shoko at this point has a dream that Shoya's dying and which wakes her up in the night. Is this, am I remembering this bit right? Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. she wakes up in the middle of the night from this dream that it's more of a nightmare. She runs to this bridge. And at that very moment, Shoya wakes up from his coma, doesn't have a clue where he is. He's like, what's all this shit attached to me, all these wires? And he gets out of bed and he runs to the bridge too. There is no one in this no. hospital. <laughs> that was the other thing that made, it did make yeah. me laugh. He just waltzes out Still of Still in his slippers and his gown. And he, he runs all the yeah. way to this bridge. He realises that whilst he's on the way there, that he's never apologised for all the bullying that he did when they were younger. So when he gets there, he's like, look, I'm fine. And he apologises. I really want to apologise for all this bullying. She says it was all my fault. I'm selfish. They both blame themselves. And as far as I can see, unless I've totally missed stuff, Shoko has (laughs) been absolutely nothing wrong. No, she's not. (laughs) And has Shoya done enough to redeem himself? I think he probably has. Anyway, he... (laughs) It's it's a tough (laughs) one. Um, He definitely has in Shoko's eyes. He says to her, will you teach me how to live? And I thought that was quite a nice line. And the next... Oh, I, I, I kind of took it as, can we help each other to live? But, yeah, okay. I suppose it's same the same thing. thing. <laughs> um, so the next day, he leaves hospital. Oh, Naoki, Naoka comes and meets him out of school and welcomes him back. Is she, is she the bully one? She was, wasn't she? Because her cross yes. falls off at this point. Yes. But he's not friends with her again. Uh, I think he's kind forgiven, of forgiving yeah, her, isn't he? She, he made this promise to look at people more, I guess. And I think that was what that was. It was a symbolism of... And and Shoko has kind of tried to integrate her back because she, she uh, in the montage of her getting a band back yeah. together, she sort of waited for days outside Naiko's yeah. work. Um, so I, again, it is a bit glossed over, but I think that the sort of text being that she, she has actually changed a bit, but we don't really get that payoff no, enough, I, I didn't think. think. Right. So this is his first day back at school and there's some sort of festival going on at the school so his school is like hosting and i could only describe it as like a cross town open day for other schools to all Reckon come in the stalls and i think so yeah so but he can't he gets to the door of the classroom and he can't go in he's he, he can't face his classmates um and then tomohiro appears at the door and he's really happy he's like boisterous and happy that shoto's show is back he's even grown a mustache because <laughs> he's yeah. like, I wasn't going to shave until you come back. So he's got a little bit of a bum fluff moustache. Uh, all his mates have got together and made him some origami. Yep. And they all become friends again. They all make friends. Um, Naoka tries to get involved in this. She comes up to this group. Shoko calls her a moron, which I really <laughs> liked. And they, she just leaves with a tail between her legs. And they go to this festival. And there's loads of people there at this festival. Everybody in this place has got a blue cross on their face. And then yep. suddenly, symbolically, they all fall off at the same time. Yeah, Shoyu looks up and they all start falling away. It's really it was nice bit really of animation. Nice. And again. Shoyu just cries uncontrollably because yeah, he just breaks and down. Fulfillments. Yeah. What you? What do you think overall? I, I'm really interested to see what you think. <laughs> I mean, I, I I did I enjoy it. Uh, I'm glad it's I watched it. It's a tough one it. to say you enjoy because it is so dark and so deep. Yeah, the the themes that it touches on are really important. Yeah. Um. You know, I I would absolutely hate the the thought of anyone experiencing this level of yeah. sort of bullying and bleakness at such a, a, a young age. You just don't like to think about, but it but it happens, and and it's it's the way that it's it's done in this sort of 
it's quite a sort of um, hazy animation style, yeah. isn't it? It's all pastels and pinks and, and cherry blossom and it looks like a light, airy film and it's not it at really all. It's grim. <laughs> it's a it's a grim story animated in this beautiful yeah, light way and it's it's a real interesting contrast. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a film essentially about bullying that's framed by both main characters' suicide attempts at the start and at the end. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> it's so dark and so deep. I was really worried that we were going to be able to talk about it and make this episode entertaining. Hopefully we've done that. Um, but, yeah, it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I can't say I enjoyed it because you, you just can't enjoy a film like this. I, I feel like I should mention the fact that I think it's too long. Um, it plods so much in the middle that you could easily cut 20 minutes out of it. I... I kind of kind of like that because this shouldn't have been fast paced no, uh, because he Shoya is plodding through yeah. life, but I totally the the stuff with the grandma. I, I, yeah, I don't I, want to I speed up the pace that at, all. at all. If anything, I'd slow the pace down. But there's so much filler in there that you you can trim the fat. Definitely can. It's two hours and ten minutes for this film is is too much. But yeah, I mean, the animation's great. The animation's it's a, it's incredible. It's a great story. Um, the story's brilliant. The animation's yeah. brilliant. The, the dub is really good to the point where I, you can't even tell that it's a dub. It's, I suppose it helps with it being animated. But like we said... Do you think he was... Do you think he was... Um, redeemed? Redeemed? Um, he was a proper dick when he was younger. But we're all, everybody's a dick when they're younger. The thing, all it really matters is that Shoko thought he was, so... She was happy with him in the end, so I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, she like, was a lot more forgiving I, I, than I, I would have was. Been, put it that way. I hold a grudge for a lot longer than I she. I think did. he's 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 on the way, yeah. isn't he? I think um, I think that she didn't didn't realize how bad he was at any point, and that's probably why she forgave him a lot easier. Because most of the bullying was done behind her back, which she wouldn't have known about. Mm-hmm. She was a lot more forgiving of him because we saw it from his point of view, but you never really saw it from hers. I don't think she thought he was as bad as he actually was. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, yeah. Good. (laughs) Should we talk stream table? Sure. This is going to be an interesting one. There's already two wild cards in the stream table. This is obviously, we've mentioned again, this is Ross Cook's wild card film. What sort of area of the stream table do you think we're looking at? Uh, Definitely top half. Yeah. I I think it's... Could could go a bit higher, uh, but uh, well, I, I would like a refresher, please. So if I read out, I've not got it in front of me. Sixteen of this series. So if I read the top eight, top. Let's go top top ten. Top ten yeah. Okay. So results is currently in at number ten. Um, Hungerford's at number nine. Da, 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 da. Seven is Would You Rather. Six is The Discovery. Five is Pottersville. Four is Catfight. Three is VFW. At number two is Lost Bullet. That's your wild card. And number one is Calibre, which was Sam Mulholland's wild card. There's your top ten. I think it definitely goes in the top ten. Where are you? Where are you thinking? Yeah. Right, I've definitely got it higher than the Discovery. Yes, me too. I'm thinking, and this is what I love about this show. <laughs> in what way, shape, or form do I decide whether this <laughs> is above Pottersville <laughs> or not? <laughs> because that is a Christmas film <laughs> about a Bigfoot <laughs> about 
a fake Bigfoot. It's true. It's that that is the great thing about the stream table. You have to compare cheese and eggs. It's something completely different. <laughs> so are you thinking either side of Pottersville? Catfight comes next. Well I think so, yeah. yeah. I think I agree. For me. I I think I it definitely doesn't compete with VFW, so it doesn't go third. It's I'd I'd just say straight away, just just to head off any comments you know, over the next week or so. This is probably a be- this is a better film than Potter's <laughs> film. Yes. This is a probably this is a better film than VFW. So that's not what it's not what this is about. about and it's not what the show's about. We're not trying to find masterpiece films. We're trying to find hidden gems. And that's not always going to be the best films going at the top and the worst films going at the bottom. In- increasingly I have found my my choices on rankings lean towards what did I have a better yeah. time in rather than what's a technically and emotionally the best yeah. movie. Although that can be Yeah, well, know, obviously you have it can also it's not necessarily yeah, exclusive. Obviously you but, have to take into that sort of thing into account, but I think I'm with you. I think I'm looking either side of Pottersville as well. I don't think I think cat cat cat's fight. I think cat fight's high but I don't think this film's better. I think if I had the choice I'd watch this catfight again over this i'll say it again i'll say it again i've said it before you know for sheer i was not <laughs> expecting that catfight we will struggle to beat that yeah and that has the edge on this for me agreed so where does it go in terms of part as well are we talking top five or six i kind of feel my, my gut saying it's, it's it's just above but it's close yeah i think mine's the same it is close it's just the length of it put me off. I'm, I can't get around that. The length of this film put me off it. And even once I've always I've... had a problem with length. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, it's usually the other way though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was part. There was a point where I paused it, and I'm like, "Shit, there's still like an hour left of this." And not that I wasn't enjoying it, but it's a it's a long old film. For especially like we said at the beginning, neither of us really know anything about anime. And for as far as I know, this could be the shortest anime film ever made. They could all be four hours long. I don't know. So, and there's a lot of people out there will be screaming at us right now because there's a lot of anime films out, fans out there and we're talking about whether it's better than Pottersville or not <laughs> <laughs> I think it's slightly better than Pottersville I'm happy with it going fifth okay good deal cool how are we turning the tides on it uh, just get rid of that bit with the grandma yeah exactly the same just chew some of the fat away from it cut it down one hour of 55 minutes I'll accept Take 15 I, I minutes didn't have as I didn't have as much problem with the length if if, if you want to if, <laughs> if we want to keep <laughs> if we want to keep it this length but I'll give that I'll give that 10 minutes to her sort of putting the band back together at the end I'll be fine with that cool deal that's how we've changed the uh, tide on it then I know we are going really long so should we just speed through and pick next week's film let's do it what sort of film are you looking for from next week Nick uh, I want explosions. Explosions, something big. Yeah. Big old action film. Sure. Okay, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Do it. It has picked a film called Deadcon. Okay. Any ideas? Right. I'm going. I'm feeling pretty confident here. Okay. I, and I, I don't know, because, I, because this isn't ringing a bell with me. I am going with Zombies Invader Comic Con. <laughs> okay interesting it's a horror film uh, do you want to know the synopsis 
Yes, please. It says, The horrors and isolation of being a social media influencer run rampant when a collection of YouTube and Instagram stars soon discover there are things scarier than thousands of teenagers armed with phones asking for selfies. Okay. I think you might have hit the nail on the head, personally. Good. Nothing mentioned zombies, but what's scarier than a load of teenagers with phones? Surely zombies. Would you like to know what this film is rated at on IMDb? Of course I would. 2.8. Well, (laughs) what... What a perfect companion piece to this week's movie. Yeah, so we went from, what was it, 1.5 to 8.1 to 2.8. We are all over the shop. And we should mention as well that next week's episode will be the 100th episode we've ever put out. Oh, um, amazing. It won't, obviously not the 100th film, but we have put out bonus episodes in the past. We put out Christmas specials. So this equals up to the, this is episode 99. Next week's the 100th episode, so we'll have a bit of fun with that as well next week. We'll, uh, we'll come up with some ideas of what we can do with that and we'll go and watch deadcon i guess let's do it cool in the meantime check us out on instagram and twitter and letterboxd are now all the same username it's b-o-t-s underscore podcast um facebook.com slash bottom of the stream the website is bottom of the stream.com on there you will find every episode we've ever recorded available to play in your browser all four season stream tables have now been fully updated with all the reviews um there's loads of other good stuff on there as well there's some merch you can go and buy on there and patreon check us out on patreon www.patreon.com slash bottom of the stream on there you for a couple of quid every month you can join us aboard the stream boat and get some stickers you can get some bonus episodes you get early access to episodes um nick does a newsletter every month if you come in at a certain level you'll get a wild card so you'll get to pick a film for a, for the week and make us watch a two-hour japanese film and discord the discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes check us out in there we have a lot of fun in there now there's quite a few people in there chatting it's pretty active and usually there's always somebody to talk to if you get bored so come and join us in the discord section yeah please do if you can't do any of that then please spare five minutes to leave us a review on podchaser on podbean on apple podcasts or anywhere else you can leave reviews about podcasts maybe if you are a skilled animator you can animate as a review in the style of a silent voice or the shape that would be beautiful yes (laughs) whichever you want to whichever you want yeah so do that check out deadcon and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it cheers bye